This episode of the Comic Exposure Podcast was filmed before a live studio audience at Phoenix Comic Con 2016. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Uh, hey guys, uh, my name is Josh Buckley, and this is my uh, today Comic Con partner in crime, Travis Rats. Here. Travis Rats. Uh, we host a little podcast called the Comic Exposure Podcast, uh, where we bring on guests and we do essentially a comic book club about a trade or a graphic novel. So uh, we're doing a live one today with all of you here. We're gonna get some guest questions in there. Look, I got one hand clap for the. That's time for the live podcast. <laughs> so. Uh, today's episode, today's episode, or today's live version of Comic Exposure, we are talking about uh, Volume One of Saga uh, by Brian K. Vaughn. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. I, you said we were doing Spotlight on Saga. Yeah, Spotlight on Saga. Okay, I uh, we might have to mix some things around because I thought it was. Um, I thought we were doing Spotlight on on Saget today. <sighs> Travis. I was going to talk about my favorite Danny Tanner lesson. We were going to talk about your favorite, you know, your sub-characters. Here's what I got for you. Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) today uh, today on the episode, uh, today with all of you here today, we're going to talk about the first volume of Saga, uh, Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples' epic comic that is uh, probably the hit of the comic world right now. Uh, If you've read it, you're here, I hope. If you haven't read it, uh, slight spoiler warning. Just for the first volume, we probably won't go much beyond that. Uh, if you haven't read it, after you're done today, go mill about down in the basement, go find it, and enjoy it. Uh, so that, that, that's what you should do after you leave here. Uh, we've got some prizes to give away, but first, uh, before we get into it, I want to introduce our guest today. we got two guests uh, with us up on stage. Uh, so when we do the podcast, we bring guests on, people who either don't read comic books very often or people who might not read the genre that we do read. So uh, we have uh, first Andrea Consalvi. Say hi to everybody. Hello. What's up, guys? <laughs> you, you're I get, we'll figure it out. There, we'll figure it out. Uh, and then our other guest today is uh, Freddie. What up, yo? <laughs> <laughs> so, Freddie has a good last name. <laughs> I know that I'm going to say Freddie's last name wrong. You probably are. I'm super, I'm super yeah. white, so it's yeah. like Pignon. Pretty good. Pignon. Yeah, there you go. You got it. There we good. go. All right. So Freddie and Andrea are our guests on the, on the show today uh, as we talk about Saga. So usually what we do, we start off our show. We're called Comic Exposure, and so we start our show. We're going to do the same thing today. Travis has a question for our two guests that we're, we're going to talk about today. Uh, so We always talk about, um, um, we always ask our guests, you know, because a lot of times we have people who haven't read comics on, so we always ask, what's your first exposure comic spin? So, Freddie, why don't you start? What was your first exposure comic books? It was X-Men, and I don't, thank you. Yeah, I don't remember the storyline, but it was just, my, my friend Evans gave me an X-Men comic book. He's like, yo, read this, give up the pogs, this is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> How about the cartoon? Was the cartoon? Oh yeah, X Men. Yeah, it was like that, and Spider Man, and Batman the Animated Series. I mean, those were good stuff. All right, I think they still hold up. I think they oh, still yeah. hold up. You yeah, know? especially I've Batman. Recently, I've recently been watching uh, the '90s X Men cartoon again. It's pretty fantastic. Me too. I don't even have kids. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> awesome. My kids are my lie for why I'm watching. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's a good. It's a good cover for it. <clears throat> Andrew, can you tell us about your first exposure to comics? Um, yeah, I feel like it's. 
it's pretty, pretty run of the mill. I, I hear a lot of people say this, especially listening to the podcast and everything. Like, Death of Superman was my first comic, and I obsessively read it, and it made me cry. And it was, it was, I, I was weird about how upset I got over it. It was a comic, but I loved it. That was the first physical comic I had. But X Men and Batman the Animated Series were my Saturday morning or after school, whatever um, drug of comics. I that's what exposed me to it. And I have you read it. Have you read Death of Superman lately? I, I can't find it. Which you should is probably like, keep it that way. I, I don't think it's going to hold up in your no, head no, the way it was. You will cry for different reasons, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, um, oh, gotcha. We, uh, so for Batman v Superman, Travis and I recently did an episode where we read uh, Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman as, as like, fodder to get ready for, like, as we watched it. And, and I had forgotten that Death of Superman is just splash pages. Every single page of it is, like, just one giant picture. It's like a it's coloring book. Awesome, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's like a coloring book, but there's so little story in that one issue. But we, I mean, we read the whole arc of it. Right. But, uh, so, let's, uh, you ready to get into the meat of this, buddy? I want to talk about how I think that I decided that Brian K. Vaughn is my spirit animal. He's your spirit my, animal. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's nothing that this guy writes that I don't love. Like, it's my favorite thing. Like, my, not much my favorite comic book, but, like, one of my favorite stories of all time. Like, in any media, I would say Saga, Why the Last Man, Ex Machina. These are, like, some of the greatest stories ever told in, like, the mm-hmm. last 20 years. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my only comment of the show. Yeah, we have done. So, have you, have you, um, too, have you read any uh, Brian K. Vaughn stuff uh, other than Saga? Yes, everything. And Runaways. Yeah. Added to that, yeah. So yes, I love the dude, and even when he wrote on Lost, even if you love or hate Lost, you know he's a good writer there. So I love the dude. I would say Lost is my only other exposure to him, but I just this was this is my intro. I mean, I'm I'm hooked. I'm I'm into reading whatever else he's got. So well, I think we, Josh and I were talking about this the other day in the podcast. We were talking about um, you know when you get when you get past the big two, right, and you stop following just the characters and you start following the writers and artists. It can really expose yourself to some really cool yeah. stuff, and I think that Brian K. Vaughn. If you if you if you have friends who don't read comic books, or maybe you don't read that that many, or and someone's like, "You're going to con? Like, what? You read comics? What should I read?" Anything by Brian K. Vaughn is a really easy handoff because it's all these self-contained worlds and yeah. these self-contained stories. That brand new one he's got called Paper Girls is way accessible to just about yeah. anyone. Too. It's, it's yeah, it's super good, super yeah. good. We had some. Uh, be honest here, talk about Paper Girls. Paper Girls is out too. It's like the like Goonies. <laughs> Goonies meets like time travel meets aliens. And, like. Yeah, but every 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 series he does is so different. Yeah, you know, it's like some writers get pigeonholed into like a certain genre or a certain character types uh, and stuff like that. And he writes. Uh, we'll talk about like how he writes women here. I'm sure yeah. in a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the story about Saga. All right. So uh, on the show we do this. We try to do like a two minute summary of the story. Uh, like like a like here's our two minute blast of what it's about. Yeah, I'm not doing that in front of the saga audience. You, you go ahead so, and summarize it in two minutes. So here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give like the basic rundown. So I've already said this is a book by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn and uh, drawn by Fiona Staples. Uh, Fiona Staples uh, is a fantastic artist. So there there's tale. The best way to put it is an epic story uh, that spans. Uh, space during an intergalactic war. Uh, there are two sides fighting each other. Star-crossed lovers. It's very like there's a tad bit of like Romeo and Juliet in there with with, with the you know like I've got horns, I've got wings. Oh, we love each other. And so our two main characters, our two main characters come together, <clears throat> and uh, they have forbidden love, 
And this, this, this story starts off with the birth of their daughter, and sort of the narrator throughout the story is their daughter. Yeah, it uh, does start off with the birth of their daughter. The, it does. The front page is like literally the birth the push, of a, yeah. The push out. Like the first couple pages. If you haven't read it, some, some serious well, birth you're, stuff. Well, you're, you're married. You've had kids, right? Yeah. You, you, have, yeah, you have two kids, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Is this an... I, I, I'm not, were you in the room when they were Yeah, born? I was in the room when Is I this an there. accurate depiction of this? Yeah, it's pretty close. Like, am I going to... I didn't bite the umbilical cord. Which, <laughs> just, I, they, handed, they handed me scissors, and I used that. How I much, thought about... But it just didn't seem like the right How much place. feces is involved in, the, in this procedure? I, I, there was no feces in the one that I was involved in, uh, but... I imagine with all that pushing, I'm not a lady, but I, some things probably slip, I would guess. I like the biting of the umbilical cord. I think we should bring that back. Was that ever a thing? Can we, did we ever do that? I'm sure like, like it was either a rock or, I guess, teeth back in the day. That's how you, that's how you do it. I mean, if you had to, you know. Uh, yeah. So, so these, two, these two lovers, they have this child, and they're trying to escape. Uh, both sides want them dead, right? They, they want to end this. They want to get rid of this couple because it shows that this war that's been going on forever uh, isn't as, like, steadfast as it should be. When, when people from two sides of a war can fall in love and create something amazing, it kind of throws out all the propaganda that both sides are, are saying. Like, you know, like, they'll eat your children and all that. You know, whatever the scare tactic is to get you to hate the other side, this love between these two characters uh, is, is uh, something that throws all of that away. Right, right. And I want to ask, um, uh, let's go, uh, uh, Andrea. Um, you know, there's a lot of different subplots in this. They're all kind of twisting around there. But for you, what's, for you what is the, uh, what were you most, what engaged you most in this story? Like, what was that drew you in? Was it the intergalactic war? Was it the Romeo and Juliet uh, kind of storyline? What was, was it that was, it was coming Was it the robot television sex? Was it that one? <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, one? Really, yeah. that's, what, that's what hooked me. That's yeah. what made me read, you know, two and three and four. Um, no, honestly, I... I was really into how real they were as parents, as a couple, um, how they spoke to each other, how she spoke to him. She's not a typical, and I know we're going to get more into how he writes women and what characters you like and stuff, but um, Alana, the, the, the female protagonist, or ish, um, she's, she's oh, how I would want to write a woman, or how I would want to have a woman written. Um, she's not typical damsel in distress she's not everything she says she's she's much more harsh and aggressive i think than marco mm -hmm. and i really dig that because i i don't know in my personal existence that's more real to me um so so that that relationship really really hooked me when i think of you and, i think of harsh so yes that, that well yeah well. I mean, <laughs> this makes sense but i i feel like uh it wasn't a fantasy written kind of way of speaking to each other and a re relationship was was relatable and i accept they have wings and horns, and they're in space, and there's an intergalactic war going on. So that's that's what grabbed me, and kept me reading. So. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Vaughn talks about how when you sit down and write this, you know, every like we said, every kind of series has a different kind of focal point to it, and this seems to be that parenthood journey that these two new parents are taking together. And he talks about how he started writing this when he became a parent, and so he's going through this stuff in his life. His daughter's growing up. His daughter was born, and so he said. You know what? Being a parent, like talking about being a parent, is so uncool. Like if you ever, like I know how people, my friends are getting married and having kids, and when they sit and start talking about their kids and like how hard it is to raise a kid or how late they were up the last night of the kid, I'm so bored by it. I'm so bored by it. So if but someone you, would but just you put like in. like spider tits in it, like I'm like all about it. Like all of a sudden I'm like I feel for all my my married friends now. I'm like I know what you're going through. Like how you don't have kids? I go. I read Saga. Saga. I know. I think. 
<laughs> I think this is what it, what it comes down to. Uh, I, I would think that that's like one of the appealing things for me as, as someone with kids, like the way that they talk to each other. And so uh, Marco has this, this, this kind of epiphany where he's not going to be violent anymore. Like he has this kid and he wants to change himself and like be a better parent. Mm-hmm. And I think like every, when you have, when you have like your first kid, you, you kind of go through that thing like, no, I can't, I'm never going to drink a beer in front of my kids. I'm never, like you, like you put this thing in your head where every dumb thing you ever did, you're like, I will never do that again. Uh, and very quickly, he, like, until like a third issue it's, into it, then you're like, like you're, you're "Oh man, I gotta, side, yeah. I gotta kill somebody." But <laughs> but I think that that kind of there's this sort of relatable thing where you see him go through this change of wanting to be a a, a better partner and a, and a better a better father, a better person to be a parent. Uh, and I thought that was kind of a really cool story to to like part of it to be into, you know. And it's also I really like the idea that you know when you're when you become a parent, you get a lot more responsibilities, but you don't lose who you are, your personality. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're still, I mean, they're pretty crass characters. Yes. Even in front of their yeah. kid. You're like, oh, yeah. there's a little kid watching. Well, like, when there's a baby, like, it's okay. They you can do it with a baby, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, they don't hear anything. All right, let's go Well, they hear stuff, but it doesn't make any okay. sense, though. Well, what? and I think Alana, she she has no intention of changing who she is yeah. this entire time, and I and I think that's what makes her a cool mom, because um, I have a lot of friends that are moms and everything, and I'm, I'm with you, Travis. Like, I get snooze fest every time that they go into that. But I feel like they're doing that almost, like, like kind of like to show like oh everything is awesome and parenting and stuff. This is she says what really happens in this, and that's <laughs> what I think is so rad. So, but uh, the thing is, um, I, I really like 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 lines like the breast milk where she uh, yeah. she admits to um, that's a, that's liking her own like her own Why? breast milk. Yeah. She threw up in my mouth last night. Yeah. Or <laughs> like my breath is atrocious, yeah. and then they yeah. make yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. That's, is this those what, are real is, relationships. Yeah. I say that all the yeah. time to my girlfriend. That's hey, my brother's just first. Breathe on her. Yeah, breathe on her. Yeah. I just got done working out. Give me a kiss. You know, like, I don't care how bad I smell. Those are, like, those are like real moments. So one of the things I think is really kind of cool about uh, Brian K. Vaughn's story, uh, we can kind of talk about the um, – this is some kind of, like, there, there's both positives and negatives to how big this world is. But, Brian, I want to start with you. Um, what, what do you think makes this world – this vast world that Brian K. Vaughn is building, he and Fiona Staples are building, so exciting or, or so kind of like gets you into the book. What, what about that gets you? I think it's the characters. Each character, there's something sympathetic to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you find out like, um, I don't know, like the, what's his name? The, the hunter guy. The, yeah, the Will. Yeah, Will. yeah and then him with that little girl, you know, that he's like, he has a soft spot for, you know, that, the it's slave like the girl. the main characters for you. Did you do any homework for this podcast? <laughs> there's, there's, oh, that guy. He's yeah. in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like a tape. I, I, I'm um, that's why I should have taken notes. Um, but yeah, each character is just something sympathetic, and it makes you feel for them, even though all this craziness is happening. You're like, oh, wow. They're human, human, yeah. in a in a way, you yeah, know. There's some, there's some like human qualities to that, yeah. you know, some, some sympathetic qualities. And, to it, each and he reveals them in bits and pieces. It's not like the whole first volume is like, oh well, here you get to see the soft spot of every single character. Pick your favorite. It's no throughout the whole time. There's characters that you love that all of a sudden become the character kinda, you hate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I like that, but he also doesn't do it all in the front end. You get to see like right. a good roller coaster ride of people. So Travis, um, what do you think? What's the best part about this vast universe that he's creating? Well, I think, um, you know, when I, when I first started reading the, the first trade, because I trade weight, like a chump, <laughs> um, but I, I was reading the first trade, it took me till the end of the first trade to decide that I, I really like the story. I don't think it's a, a, a quick grab, but one of the things that I, uh, I like about the world building is because the first two issues, everything is just thrown at you, 
Yeah, you feel a little lost, but that's okay because he brings it together. Yeah. So because he starts out with the absurdity of this universe where anything is possible and the rules, all these rules are unbreakable. When we start out that way, when new rules are, when these rules are yeah. broken or new things happen, we accept it. So by by starting off this world in a very kind of chaotic slapdash way, and the reader just being thrown into it almost yeah. like media res, right? Um, we we accept a lot of the world bending. So when you see a world that's really a giant egg, you're like. Okay, that's cool. Got you that. see, like a cyclops, like on a just like a naked cyclops with like balls the size of moons. You're yeah, like, yeah, I got right, that. That I've, seems fine. That's not the worst thing I've read. I just yeah. like it that like there's like <laughs> there's like a quick scene where they're like you grease monkey, and then it's actually like a little monkey, like the guy yeah. who runs the who runs the garage that they're hiding out in, like you damn grease monkey, and then like the panelist. He's just like a yeah. monkey dude, but, and you're like, no, oh, all right. And that's early enough where you're like, what is this a grease monkey? By the time you get to issue four, everything you take on yeah, board. Yeah, everything. You're just once like, once uh, the stock appears, everything oh, is off limits at this that's point. That's my bad. Once you, I mean, once you on. turn that page, you see that reveal, you're like, all right, I'm done. We're good. We're in. Um, so I, I think that that world-building aspect is kind of a, a cool part of it. So we wanted to, we've got a question that we want to uh, kind of want to ask about, I think, world-building before we get to plot. So there's a question I want to ask the audience before before yeah. we move on. Can you flip it back one side for me? Sure. So I have it exactly what it is. Okay. There we go. All right. So here's what I here's what I want to know uh, from someone in the audience. If you could vacation on any planet <laughs> that is shown in in saga, which which place would it be? If you could go on vacation in one of those places, which We're place would it be? So you just you just raise your paw in the air. It doesn't have to be volume one. But yeah. Yeah. So if it's not volume one, that really nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quietus? 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 Drink rum on the beach all day. Right. It'd be me and not to worry about galactic civil war happening in some other star system. Yeah, so going to the author's planet, it's a nice little beach town. You'll have, like, little seal people you can boss around. You know? That's good. I heard, like, real estate there is, like, really expensive, though. It probably is really expensive. So a little prize for you, sir. When you're done, you get to go pick one out. They've got, like, out at the little table out there, they've got stuff. So uh, it's, I don't know why uh, Todd McFarlane's head is on there, but Todd McFarlane wishes you a good, a good present. <laughs> I love time. this. This is actually pretty cool. You know what? I'm not going to give one of these away because I want to put this in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anybody else? Anybody else have a place they want to go? Any place that they would visit? Yes. It's, it's, it's lovely in the winter too. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard it's really, really nice <laughs> in the winter. I, uh, no one say no. I know some of you pervs out there are like sextopia. Should I say sextopia? Sextilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one said like, it though. So, so good. There you go. I just thought it was a good. Like I'm glad you guys reserved that. That you thought you're in front of a bunch of people. You didn't want to be the person who said the sex place. That's you didn't say that. So good job. So if you want to come on up and, and get your little card here, you got a prize for for joining us in our conversation today. I really appreciate it. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk about plot, dude. Let's talk plot. What do you? What, we kind of did that a little bit, but let's talk about. Uh, how do you want to approach this? How do, how do you want to do this, buddy? Um, you know, we talked about the, the kind of the, the parenthood being the underlying. Um, um, the crux of it. Yeah, the story. But there's some other things going on, especially in this first volume. I mean, uh, as Freddie, uh, so, you know, for, it's called The Will, buddy. Yeah. yeah. The Han Solo of the saga world. Yeah, he told right. me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> are you, not the Han Solo. Yeah, we're not going to go back to this issue. Okay, yeah. Not always <laughs> That's true. So um, let's talk about, like, we, we, have, we have a couple of plot lines uh, going on in here. Uh, so instead of, like, running through all of them, uh, besides the, the parent one, which we all like, 
Uh, Freddie, give me some, give me a, a storyline that you really like in this uh, uh, at least first volume. So can I include Isabel? Sure. Okay. Yeah. First I, I like Isabel and that whole deal because um, you just see like how they died, or it's just like you never see that. Usually a ghost, they're like they're they're, they're themselves, like apparition. But she has like guts hanging out, and right. she's. I just and I also like the idea that she disappears um, once the sun comes yeah. up. You know. <laughs> Um, so she's like legitimately my favorite character, and um, I don't know. There's something spunky about her. There's oh, and if you want your, I saw a t-shirt downstairs. That is the t-shirt she's wearing. So somewhere oh, really? downstairs, a little oh, t-shirt she's got, awesome. a little heart on it. Mm. So if you want to next year, please tonight. don't promote for other people on the, this podcast. We're <laughs> not. That that is not. We do not. It's not appropriate. It's just uh, like, like I'm doing some commercials. So yeah. when you go down there, be like some guys in a panel said I should come get this shirt, and I don't think we'll get anything from it, but good karma. Yeah. There are some first volumes of Saga down there. Uh, so, uh, Andrea, what, what's kind of your what's kind of your story? That what's the thing that gets you aside from the the whole like love parenting aspect of it? What what do you what do you got? I don't want to be boring, but I really like Isabel. I like, but this is the thing. <laughs> Freddie and I like just met, and we're both like horror people. So of course, if there's something horrific and gory and something, we're like, yes, yes, we really like that. So um, I just I I think her whole little gang of of little ghosty. Um, I guess teenagers. Horrors? Like, they call teenagers, horrors? they call them horrors. 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 Um, That's what I call them. Horrors. I call them horrors. horrors that too. Like a um, horrors. But I, I really like um, how she kind of becomes the unofficial, like, teenage babysitter because she like the will story when he goes to sextillion and he saves a slave girl like that whole that whole scene is something i'm like you see this guy and you're like he's an assassin and you're not supposed to like him and then he crushes a dude's head so he can save a girl that, that, the crushing and, of the head though i want to talk about this he literally just does this well there's a comic book so you don't see like maybe he just touches it i need my comics to be grounded in reality <laughs> I, I, everything else i will throw out the window what you don't know is that dude has like a really mushy head he did look like a mushy head they call him old mush head on the <laughs> <laughs> sexilia lying Lying. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why you like the Wilson Mush, because you dig Lion Cat. Yeah, Lion Cat. How can you not like Lion Cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's probably... Lion Cat is probably one of the, the kind of, like, cool little extras that's in there, right? Yeah. And I think that that whole thing... I think that she plays like a... Like, Lion Cat plays like a good foil for a bunch of stuff. Like, if it's truthful, she just goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's the truth. And then, yeah. I don't know, it's always it's kind so, of... It's so bitter when someone yeah. tells the truth. <laughs> she always needs to give that sting of lying. And I think that's kind of a that's kind of a cool way to... You know, I think it's kind of a cool way to do it. Uh, Travis, what do you I got? I think I'm going to have to pick the uh, uh, Prince Robot storyline then. Because, I mean... <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, weird, absurd characters um, yeah. who have, like, a real emotional journey. Yeah. Like, he, he's got post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Uh, the, his story in this is he's, he's clearly the, the villain, the hunter in this. It's not always so clear-cut. If, I get, a lot of people in the, in the room have probably read some of the other volumes. Uh, uh, it's not so clear-cut at, at that point. And he becomes, like, a really round character. As a, he's kind of flat in this, but he becomes like, a round character. It's shed it out and... His design, his character design is just so great. And when his TV, like, just flashes weird... Porn? When yeah. his TV flashes <laughs> porn? <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some graphic stuff. Josh's wife won't let him read it in the house. That's it. She, she, yeah, he was reading on the pot, and she went in... And she found, she's like, I was sitting in my bathroom, and she goes, what are you reading? I'm like, no, it's really good. And she read the rest of it, and she's like, it's good, but I don't know, does there have to be so many balls in it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're like, baby, yes, there does, it's Saga. <laughs> it's just, that's how it works. There's just balls in it. Um, 
So, I th you know, I think those are all kind of really, those are good kind of characters for us to talk about. Um, but we wanted to move on. We have like, so as we kind of talked about some of the other plots, that brought up, you know, just easily characters, right? And who some of our, some of our favorite characters are as, as we move into it. we've kind of talked about a little yeah. bit. Um, so we want to ask our uh, uh, a road trip. Yeah, so I, before, we, before we say, I want, I want to ask an audience, I want to ask an audience member, uh, someone who hasn't answered a question yet, uh, that way you don't get multiple prizes. I mean, I, you can just talk if you want to talk, but you're not going to get anything if you already talk. So, uh, if, if, uh, who, which of the characters in Saga, um, this, this story is like a massive road trip with a lot of stops along the way. So if you could go on a road trip with one of the characters in Saga, who would it be? And why? If you could go on a road trip with one of these characters, yes, in the in that SHS trip. Who? The grandma. <laughs> why? Why her? Why her? Hazel, Hazel's grandma is probably like one of the like. She's like not a like. The most ungrandma grandma. Like well, she's not going to pack but, snacks on that road trip. No, she's going to have you kill something to eat your own snacks, yeah. right? Like she like. <laughs> uh, that's a good character. I think that's a good one. I, it, it's, it, I like it because it's not, it's not like one of the big. It's not one of like the big four. You know. Yeah, I think I that's like a good. That's a good sign. I got another one over here. What, what's your? Who's your character? Well, I was going to say one of the big four. I'd say no, the yeah. just because it would never be boring. But the problem with all the characters is there's nobody you love Thank completely. You. There's right. nobody that you would want to spend. Yeah. There's always going to be that moment where you're like, guys, you like parts of them. The good guys. Like yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Like even Marco and Alana, they're at times they're really unlikable characters. Uh, you're just like I, I mean, that's what makes them real, yeah, right? Because yeah. some panels you love them, some panels you hate them. But there are there are well, for now the protagonists of this, unless you know. Uh, um, you're gonna pick Hazel, aren't you? You're gonna want to go with that little baby. No, I don't. No little baby on a road trip. No one wants to go with a baby on a road trip. No one wants that. I've done it before. You don't want to go on a road trip with a baby. So, uh, yeah. Um, Marco's dad. Like, Marco's dad. He seems like a pretty nice guy. Want the trip to end that early? Yeah, I think Marco's dad seems like a pretty reasonable dude to be on a trip with. Plus, Plus he, knows, he knows magic. He knows some magic. So <laughs> things get boring along the way. Yeah. <laughs> my, those are my magic hands. Magic hands? Magic hands. Uh, I think that's how magic works. All right, so let's, let's ask the table. Uh, Freddie, who's your road trip person? Who's your road trip person? Uh, probably the stock. The stock? I mean, <laughs> come on. I, can I tell you this? I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But that's the worst choice for no, a road trip I, partner. I mean, come on. Uh, just, how, she, how is she going to get in the car? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she has a way. Car. She's sexy. Yo, you take her right. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. She's not going to fit in, like... She'll protect me. Look at me. You know, I need yeah, protection. Yeah. She has many, many, like, legs to yeah. protect you. With oh, man. That'll be the best. <laughs> Freddie, I'm going to need some more reasons behind this. Okay. What, what else? What, what about her personality do you think is going to, like... She's not going to sing 99 bottles of beer on the wall with you. Well, she had to have, like, a loving side because her and the Will had a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... She can't, she can't she's be probably I mean, going to be caring. Thing? Maybe motherly a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Uh, Andrea, who's your, who's your person? Um, I, I really love Alana just because I, she she's like the mom that I like. She's, she reminds me of the mom friends that I really dig hanging out with still. Um, and uh, she hasn't lost herself. And so she, she talks about how 
Um, she doesn't want to settle. Her father settled, and he's like, oh, we're going to just make the kids happy and keep our family happy and safe and whatever. And she's like, I don't want to do that because we were miserable with him the whole time. And so she wants to keep going on this adventure and still have her kid along. So I feel like she'd be kind of like a rad road trip buddy. She'd probably get us into a little bit of trouble. She's a little bit of a smart mouth. She'd probably kind of like... We want, hey, let's go to this seedy bar or whatever. And You're definitely going to get tattoos. You're going to yeah. get like, matching oh, tattoos. tattoos are like, that's like, like girl power tattoos. We get it. We get it. She'll probably like, <laughs> like, she'd be like, oh, I brought some, some weed with me or something. They'd be like, oh, oh, Alanis well, Morissette. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I guarantee she loves Alanis Morissette. I guarantee. Well, she's like, a big Lilith Fair yeah. fan. Yeah, she'd be like, let's go to the Cabo space. Let's go to Sextillion and do something weird or whatever. Right, I mean, right. she just she just seems like she'd be fun. Would I get sick of her eventually? Absolutely. Because that's I don't have that much energy all the time. So. All right, Travis, who's your road trip buddy? I'm gonna have to go. We talked about it earlier. I'm gonna have to go with the greatest sidekick in the galaxy. I'm gonna go Lion Cat. <laughs> I'm gonna go Lion Cat, my road trip partner. Couple things. One, I don't get along with people for that long, long periods of time very well. So I feel like this is like a, just put him this shotgun. Yeah. You know, he's gonna help me out along the trip with all you know his his human lie detector test. Yeah. Right. And we can, it's gonna be a great time. And the only problem is. Is he is he have fur or is he like one of those hairless cats? Hair, hairless cat. Sometimes yeah. Okay. So no Even hair better. No car. shedding. No this shedding. is great. Hypoallergenic. It's a girl, right? I thought Lion Cat was a girl. I yeah, it's a lady. But either way, <laughs> Lion Cat doesn't have hair. <laughs> so I changed my answer. <laughs> I'm not going on a road trip. Uh, so I think if I had, I like your Lion Cat one. I think if I had to pick one, uh, I think my pick and it's it's a it's a stock pick. It's the the Will's gonna be is gonna be my 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 road my road dog. Um, one. He probably knows all the places you shouldn't go, and we could go to all those places, right? Like, plus, he can kill some folks if we get into any trouble, right? Like, if you get into a bar fight with Will, he's going to crush someone's head, and that's great, because I can't do that. Like what Freddie said, I need someone, I need someone to protect me, and I just feel like I want to see the wood. Pu- I want to see. I want to see the Will put his hood on. Like, I just want that to. Ha- like, he's got that little hood he never uses, yeah. and I figure like I could coax him into doing it one day. Like, no, buddy, can you just put the hood on for me? Just I want to see how goofy you look. I and like. <laughs> I like the Will. Here's the thing. I don't like his tailor. Uh, what's the outfit? Like, he I, is all the, the characters. He's the best dressed guy in no. this show. He's trying to be Lando Calrissian. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. He's the best dressed guy in this whole book. He's got like. The boots. He doesn't tie his boots. He doesn't need to tie his boots. Why do you need to tie boots? That's true. He, that's how he's cool he is. He's boots, Travis. I know. He's yeah, you guys have the same boots on. All right, you know what? I take it back. I love his tailor. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you thought you were. Has, has anyone seen any good Saga cosplay at this con? Not at this con. Not at this yeah. con. A lion cat yesterday. A lion cat. Oh, wow. oh, that would be awesome. Was it someone's cat dressed up as a lion shaved. cat, or they just painted their hair? Right. Oh, that's cool. That's good. I like. I that. mean, you could just put like some horns on your head and go as Moonies. Come on, yeah. Phoenix, huh? yeah. it's a derogatory yeah. term, buddy. I don't appreciate it. I know. I like, can. Or maybe there's like an animated. Kind yeah. There was a guy. It was a kid about 15 years old. I thought he was supposed to be French robot, but there's a guy here that draws the comic books. They use TV heads, and they he he was that guy. Oh, we saw like the TV head things, and they're like like old computers. It was like an old Mac screen or something like that. It's it's not a new image for Saga. I think like even Alan Moore used it in the old Tank Girl stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of a it's it's a it's a cool design that I think would not be fun to walk around with your TV a TV on your head. But it'd be a tough it'd be a tough cosplay. Um, so here, here's what we got. Let's see. Let's let's move into. Uh, so usually on the show we move into talking about art and we kind of talk about what's kind of the uh, what's the what do we think about the art overall in here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to Andrea. 
Andrea, uh, if you, um, what do you think of Fiona Staples' art in here? Because it's, I, I don't want to say too much because I'll talk about it a little more, but what, what do you think about Fiona Staples' art in well, this book? Well, I mean, because there's two, kind of two different styles. She has like these little, her drum, little cover, like, those are yeah, the like the little covers and stuff. Um, I think those are really beautiful. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know why it wasn't consistent throughout the thing. I don't know if that's like. It takes too long. It just takes too long, right? <laughs> that's what I figured. Um, I like how rough this one is because it definitely changes throughout the rest of them. The art kind of gets a little bit more, I guess, refined. I don't know. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I'm really picky about comic book art. I don't know because some of it I just I don't know. Like I'm a I'm like a Disney person, and like no, then, and then I go to Nickelodeon, and I'm like, what is happening? So I don't know. I really I really like this element. I like how they're drawn. But I, I, I don't know. All right, Freddie. Some comic artist. <laughs> what do you th- What do you think of the art here, Freddie? What, what's your What's your, What do you think about it? Um, I dig it. I can't imagine anybody else doing it. I like how um, it just really like it's very clear what's going on because there's even like the the top artists. Sometimes I'm reading them and I'm like, I don't know which panel to go to. to go but this to. is just like very clear, and I just. I just love how everything just pops, and there's stuff in the background that when you reread it, you're just like, "Oh, that there's stuff happening in the background that you don't even that she puts there specifically, you know, like in the sextillion scene. <laughs> there's so much stuff going back. When I first read it, I didn't. I just like passed by it, but then when I reread it but last night, I'm like, again. "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> really, you didn't notice that the first time. I really, I really focused in on a couple well, of like, those panels, like <laughs> two dudes and that one chick. Like I. <laughs> I never, I never realized that till last night. And I looked at that panel for a good while. Uh, <laughs> it was a good night. <laughs> but oh, there is something. <laughs> See, I told you. You didn't correct. even notice it before. I didn't even notice. So uh, I, I think Fiona Staples. I think you're right, Freddie. I, I think I can't imagine anybody else on this book because she. There's just it's so. It's an absurd world. I mean, maybe absurd isn't the right word, but it's so out there, right? Whether it's like uh, the, the robot, you know, the TV head folks, or, you know, it's, not, it, it's like if it's, it's not in this volume, but there's the giant, uh, there's, there's a, a giant troll with a very small penis, but very gigantic balls. Seahorse agent in this one. There's a seahorse agent. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, a, the, later on, there's like a dragon. Uh, the only way you can... We can't. There's kids in there. There's like a dragon. Some bad stuff happens with that dragon. But there's like some stuff in there that I think she does. The design work on it, I think she does is fantastic. There's not like an alien or a monster in here. I'm like, well, that's stupid looking. Even the stuff that's kind of weird, like uh, this. Like you've got two giant heads on, on legs. Even that, like, that's pretty cool. Like I would not have thought of that uh, because they're at Sextillion. And I do believe they're missing some of the key ingredients to what would make Sextillion work. With just a head for most of the parts that would be better. You don't know what's underneath that chin. I guess you're right. I don't know what's under the chin. But but I, I but there's all these kind of design work in here that I think is really cool, and the colors are fantastic. That's also I was looking for the colorist on here. The the palettes are awesome. I'm pretty sure it's I think Fiona. I think it's all herself. herself. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, she tells her. herself. So it's all done digitally, but it is great. It, every page, the palette she uses is like bright and fun, and even when the panel is disgusting, there's like a like a a hint of pink hue behind it. And you're like, oh, that's, that's a really nice panel where he's crushing his head, you know? <laughs> you can just tell there's a lot of love put into it. Like, she really yeah. loves doing this. I mean, some, some artists take jobs, and it's a job for them. You know, it's not necessarily their story. They're, they're just, you know, they're drawing it, and they're not collaborating as much. This feels like a real collaboration. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, it's, it's a perfect team. Uh, I would, you know, I, I, I love, you know, um, 
bottom with other artists as well, but I, I could read four more books with this artistic team. They're a fantastic well, if you, team. Uh, well, all right, here's, here's a question for you. If you could have uh, Fiona Staples draw like a, a big two book, which two big two book would you want oh, to draw? That's a good question. Uh, if I could have Fiona Staples draw a big two book, I think, um, and this is, so this kind of yesterday uh, while I was here at Con. I found a Dazzler. Uh, tr I found a Dazzler graphic novel from the '80s, Best and it made me really, really happy. Uh, it's ridiculous, but that's like that's my love is finding weird '80s graphic novels. And so I found a Dazzler one, and I think like her color palette and the way she does stuff would be fantastic for like uh, Dazzler. But then the X Men would show up and pop in and stuff like that. And so I think she'd do a really good job with. I think X-Men, but I'm, my focus is probably on Dazzler. I think that'd be a really cool kind of thing for her to do because uh, the X-Men are so weird because mm -hmm. there's so many, you know, everybody's mutant thing is a little different. I think she'd do a good job of that. I think if I could pick, that would be, that would be mine. Nice. Freddie Fred? You, you, you took my answer, punk. I was going to say, because I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome to see her do Rogue and Kitty Pride. I'm like, holy crap. And I was listening yeah. off the X-Men. So. Yeah, X-Men X X is like a perfect, I think it'd be a perfect one. Uh, Andrea, if you could pick a, a mainstream superhero that you'd have her draw, what would it be? Well, I'm, you took mine too. So, no, X-Men, just because I feel like, I mean, you could be like, the Avengers or whatever, but I feel like the X-Men are as spectacular and weird as this world is, and so I feel like she just lends herself to that, so... I like that. I like that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it, Travis, and then we're going to go. Do you want to do audience or you first? Do you want to save yours up? Do you know what you want? Well, I'm a little upset because uh, this is the only thing we talked about before the show, and I said Generation X, and then I didn't know you were going to come here and just take it. Well, I think Generation like X you is came in here. This is all planned on him. I, 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 so I'm like, I came up with it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go to the audience. All right, so let's go audience. If you could pick, yeah, yellow shirt. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. <laughs> he said 80 style Batman here. Yeah. <laughs> so 80 style Batman. So let me ask you, let me get a little, a little more specific. Uh, because the best part about, I, well, not the best part, but one of the great things about Batman is his rogues gallery. So I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. Batman, which villain do you think she would do the best at? Which, which one? What Batman rogue? Don't screw this up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much pressure. So nervous for him right now. We're all listening. Oh, I think I think she'd do like a good penguin nose because yeah, everything's yeah. so harsh. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right, buddy. Come up and get your get your prize. Uh, another one, yes, over there, Hawaiian shirt. Oh, uh, I, I go X Force. I know you guys said X Men, but I go X Force just because everything would be super gritty and just gory and head. All right, so X Force because it's the grit right, yeah. and, and the grittiness. I think she does a good head crushing. There's some like limbs being chopped yeah, off. There's some pretty good gore. So there's some good gore, <laughs> but it's like pretty gore. gore. Yeah, it's pretty. That's that's good. I like that. You can tell what's brain. She does a good job of deciphering bone from brain. The chunks everywhere. Are you Ace Ventura? Yes. Come to me, my jungle friends. So I think those are good. Those are good ones. I like that. That's good. So what what do we got coming up, buddy? What do we got? Oh, see, now the PowerPoint doesn't seem so stupid, does it? <laughs> yeah, PowerPoint when you don't know what's up. All right, uh, yeah, we got favorite panels. We're going to do favorite panels, and then we're going to do a little bit of, like, uh, we want to hear from you guys about what you think is so great about Saga. So we're going to kind of wrap with all that stuff. But let's, let's talk. We're going to talk favorite panels. So we went through, and this is something we do on every episode. We have our, our guests 
pick their favorite panel and go, this is my favorite one, this is the one that I like. And so we went through uh, and we found him and we've, we've got him up on the slideshow. It kind of helps. When you listen to the podcast, uh, the worst part about comic books right now is no one puts page numbers on them anymore. Like on all those old school like Marvel books, there's always a little page in the in the bottom of it. It's a lost art. So if I could make a that plea, ink's expensive, man. I'd I'd like, say, yeah, too, a number one, yeah, no, yeah. it's really easy to do it on Word. So I don't know why it's so hard to not insert page number. On I, I wish your OCD so, would kick in and you just number your own pages. That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start. I think who's our first favorite, favorite panel? Uh, that would be, because I want to click and reveal it. That is Andrea. Andrea, your favorite panel. So we're going to throw it up on the screen. This is Andrea's favorite panel, if she remembers what she told us. There we go. That's Andrea's yep. favorite. If you can't see it, uh, that's a lovely a lovely kissy scene between Marco and uh, I'm Alana. the girl. No, I, uh, yeah, that's so cliche. I haven't said it. I'm like, it's cliche, but I really dig this panel. Um, yeah, I love it because uh, the scene leading up to it, um, this is kind of where we find out a little bit about Alana, a little bit about just like the, where they're at in their journey and how they're trying to get on the same page. If the, the, right before she says, the, my breath is atrocious, and then they kiss. And, um, and it's just kind of foreshadowing. You're seeing all these red kind of ominous little eyes and specks and things in the background. Um, and I, I just, it foreshadows a lot of craziness that you don't actually get to right away. And, I, and I, I, so I think it's, it combines the lovely with the, a little bit of terrifying, which is kind of my favorite combination. <laughs> um, so, so I really love, it. and I just think it's it's beautifully drawn. And they've got the kid. Marco finally is holding the kid because uh, you know hand hand him over, chick. Come on. Um, so yeah, I really like that. I think that's a good panel. I like because uh, throughout, and we haven't mentioned it, but throughout, uh, Hazel's really kind of your narrator throughout the whole thing. And so bits and pieces throughout, she's talking about what's mm -hmm. going on. And so the panel before this, uh, she's talking about how, uh, you know, but thanks to these two, at least I get to grow old. And then so above them, it says not everybody does. That's what he does really well in this first volume is like the, uh, the Hazel narration. The way he chunks it, like there's these profound little bits of uh, of narration over these beautiful images, like that. You yeah. get to this thing, like not all monsters are created equal, you know. And it's yeah. like it, and it's it, they chunks that's not it really well until way later. Yeah. So it really hooks you into the story. You kind of you're following what you're seeing, and then you're following what she's saying to you, and, it, and you want to know more about it. And I, like I just flipped to the back page. It's not my panel. Lona, break in really quick. Where oh, like wait, the, wait, wait, you're just gonna start choosing random panels now? I'm not choosing. Why do we have a? <laughs> but just just to illustrate that same point, just to illustrate the same point, like there are fighting uh, her the two people in the spaceship like they show up to you know uh, and and all of a sudden they take their helmets off and it goes and then my grandparents came to live with us like it's such like a yeah. it's such yeah, a yeah. it's such a flat line and like they take their helmets off and like oh it's my it's my mom and dad like that's what Marco says and it's like and then her beautiful like just super simple dialogue and it helps establish the normalcy of it like oh this is outrageous to us a reader but not to them this is yeah. their world this <laughs> and is then my grandma. and that's when grandma and grandpa came to live with us yeah. <laughs> when they tried to kill us it was good um, so whose panel's next uh, that would be uh, Freddie's Fre panel Freddie's panel Freddie's panel <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's pretty <laughs> legit. So, Freddie's panel. Uh, tell us about your favorite panel and why it's your favorite panel, Freddie. I can't. Freddy. Wait, I, can't wait <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to guess why it's your favorite panel, but I'm just. I mean, I'm assuming. <laughs> I just. I just like. Like it just. It's pure horror. Like she. She was innocent looking two pages before that, and she just looked like this weird ominous creature. Then when you flip the page, and just like holy crap. This woman is deadly. And they mentioned the stock before, but you didn't know what she looked like. Yeah, yeah. So then you're like, holy crap. I just, I mean, look, she has like every weapon imaginable and 
I don't know. Just awesome. She does. I, what's the thing that she's holding? I don't know what she's holding. It looks like a bell, but it's I, there's like nothing on top of it. I'm sure it's some space weapon. I don't know what it is. It, I think it's one of Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. when she uses oh. that lance. That's right. You're right. As I look at it now, now that makes sense. It's just so badass. I yeah. Am. She's got a knife. I like how like, she's got like, gun, yeah, an axe. Shot, yeah, shot, I know. Like, she's <laughs> ready. She's ready for anything. Right there. I, I Except just... for like a couple pages later. But that's a different <laughs> Right. Thing, and they don't talk about her being a woman until like she's yeah. revealed, which I think is really cool because like the will is like, I don't want to see that asshole's face again. Well, it's like you're kind of assuming it's Yeah, it's a guy. And then all of a sudden it's like, hello. <laughs> and hello with my sawed-off shotgun. I'm I'm very conflicted by this panel because um, it, 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 it you hate me. Two things opposed opposed to this. No, I no I I I think it's it's interesting. I don't 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 I don't want to look don't look at it anymore. It combines. I, I'm one of my things. I'm I, I hate most in this world, which is spiders. Which with one of the things I love most in the world, which is tits. Yeah. And so like I, I look at and I don't know if I should be disgusted or aroused. I'm just glad I wasn't reading this book when I was 13, or I'm gonna, I, my fetishes would just be like out of control. <laughs> They'd be like, "Here's a spider." I'm like, well, "Don't kill it! Don't kill it yet!" <laughs> Coming in. Just wait a, a few jar more of dead spiders in my room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, whose panel's next? All right, um, this is your panel. Oh, my panel, my panel. And I talked about this before about how the Will's kind of one of my favorite, one of my favorite characters uh, oh, in in this first volume, and it's a good one. He saves the slave girl, uh, and then he's all like bloodied and disgusting after having saved her, uh, and she's just giving a big hug. And like you see this guy, and you're like. He's an assassin. He's just on his way to, like, go, uh, you know, like, he's like, I'm going to go kill somebody. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to go take a break at the sex planet, right? So, like, right there, he's not, like, someone that you're, you're really, like, you're not rooting for him necessarily. But then in this one, like, moment, and then it's such, uh, there's something about it. It's so, like, this weird Tarantino vibe for me that he's, like, all bloody, and then he's just getting a hug. And there's, like, this gross, like, coupled with, this ah, and I think that you see that a lot. In you can see his adrenaline; like he's just like so yeah. he's like, <laughs> upset with what's happened that he's just sitting there. And and I think that that's that's one of the things I think is really that that's really that's really cool about this book is that um, you get the soft and the harsh together on so many panels. And so you know, like the opposite panel, the panel opposite to this, as you're reading it, is the head crushing panel, and then just over there, it's like oh, that's nice. Yeah, the way back. Yeah. But he sees her still as innocent. innocent. Yeah. And he's going to pay the cost for her to have that again. You're, you're right. Like, he, he's the one who's really, like, helping her out in this way. It's really, really great. So, because that was. That was poetic. Yeah. Come on up and come on up and get a prize. That's one of the best. The, the book's all about that type of deep juxtaposition of yeah. traits. Uh, it, it, it captivate. It can captivate any audience. Yeah, I think you're right. We got this, these big traits to it. So Travis, I, I, that goes with my. The reason I picked this panel is the juxtaposition. Uh, uh, the uh, and no, I think, the will eating cereal. Yeah, the will eating cereal in a spaceship in the middle of this chaotic war of universe. I think that's what Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Brian Vaughn does really well in um, Why the Last Man when it's the the uh, you know apocalypse and all 
uh, the men are dead, and he still York still has moments where he's human and and fallible or just normal or eating cereal, even though you're gonna go crush someone's head or do all these things. I really <laughs> like. I think this panel for me represents one of the things that we were talking about that we like about this book, the dichotomy of things. Um, and I almost picked this panel, but I, I thought like my brain went to there's two panels that Travis is gonna pick. It's either. Uh, booby make space spider, mm-hmm. or it was this one because, like, it reminds. It's probably what you do every day. Like, you just sit in your house and right. Like, you don't have kids. You're yeah. single, and you had a pug and, and not a cat. But yeah. I imagine it's this. You, there's probably so many images of yourself in your own house, just like this, just eating your cereal. I just like. I want to start a band called Booby Make Space Spider. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Travis and the Booby McSpace Spiders. Oh, I like that. I get, like, front billing. Yeah, I think that's good. It's your band, buddy. It's your <laughs> band. Um, so what we, what we want to do is uh, – what, 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 yeah, so essentially what we want to do is we want to throw it out to you guys, and we want to hear um, what about Saga, as we've got about mm, 12 minutes left, what about Saga makes you love this story? Because here's, here's what I know. There's not many people – when we talk to people about Saga or we talk about it, there aren't people who are like, eh, there's usually people like, I love this so, book, or I, I, like, you don't love it. I haven't met a person who doesn't love it yet, but, but they're out there, I'm sure. But what makes this story so big for you, or makes it that story for you? Yeah. Um, like what Travis was saying, I really like how it's, it's so normal for everybody. Like, you just see, like, three people walking around or something crazy and weird. It's just like, oh, this is happening. Like, in my mind, as I'm reading, I'm just kind of wondering how it got to that point. Mm-hmm. I think it's good, like the normalcy of, of the of this like so many normal parts in it surrounded by the, kind of the insane. It always comes back to that. humanizing it's universal i love it yeah and when it That's gets true. like so crazy and then he finds a way to bring it back down yeah. to yeah. that level yeah right there i think you're right the, the, brian does a really good job of in with all the craziness like showing real emotion so even if you're like, man, that would suck, and the characters are like, it does suck. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you're right, and that's a that's a real good testament to uh, to Fiona Staples' art style that she's able to convey such emotion in all of these bizarre characters. Like even a TV head, she found a way to convey emotion through it by like whatever image shows up on there. I think that's a real cool way throughout the series that you get to see that change in those people. Did someone take a bite out of this? Travis got hungry. Todd McFarlane, he's juicy, you man. Get, <laughs> you, get, you get the last chewed up one. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully they still take it. If they don't, just, I don't know, fight them. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's the fake one. It doesn't count. Out of it. I know. I don't know. I was just on the bottom of the stack. I wasn't. I don't think I was that hungry. Maybe I, I have pica. I misunderstood. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I took like a two decade long hiatus from comic books and reading it in my youth. I, f- I feel you. <laughs> Yeah. So, 
What about it? You said that you'd been out of comics for about two decades. What about this book brought you back in? What was it for you? Okay. Uh, Spider Man wasn't it doing it for you anymore? Yeah. I started reading more books. So yeah. Then, uh, a friend of mine just suggested, hey, you, you need to pick this up. And I picked it up. And I, I couldn't get past the first couple of pages. Just visually, the mm -hmm. colorist, whoever brought that up, the, the colorist did it. Uh, if it's Fiona yeah, Fiona Staples does it. it it's really good. So, yeah. I think you're right. That, that's kind of the good part about it is it's this. It really is. It's a space opera, the same way Star Wars is. This like it's something you know. It's a familiar story. It's a story about love. It's a story about parenting. But on top of all of that is uh, TV head robots and, and all this other stuff that that's fantastical. But at the same time, there's this normal story that's going through it. Whether you know it's a story in Star Wars, that same sort of thread. Like Star Wars is just a simple sort of like adventure western but we just managed to do it in outer space and, and it's just kind of like you know this, this cool way of telling a story that we all are familiar with but adding enough weird stuff onto it uh, to, to make it just that much more uh, it was let me check the publishing date on this it's been 2013 like so this trade was 2013 so my guess is 2012 2011 something like that yeah yeah, so yeah, 2011, 2012 is when the first couple issues came out before. And we do a lot of image comics on, on this uh, exposure because their real image is really killing it in these last couple of years with, with the, cre the creator owned stuff. And it's bringing a lot of people back into the fold. You know, it's, it's uh, the big two are nice, and, you know, and the movies are really helping that out. And, like, the, it, listen, the more comics, the better. Like, good comics, bad comics, get more of that out there. You know, uh, events like this are perfect for that. Uh, but. Uh, publishers like Image, they're just they're putting books in these creators' hands, and they're saying, "You do what you want, and we'll and we'll put it out." Um, and it's, it's bringing a lot of us back into uh, comic book shops um, or Amazon, well, <laughs> like, like trade waiting like me. Like as someone who does, like I'm not a comic book person. I'll go see all the Marvel movies or whatever, but this is way more interesting to me. And this, I I've actually bought like I bought two comics. I never buy com I always buy art at Comic Con. I actually bought comics at Comic Con, which I was like, hey, what? 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 Yeah. A round of applause for that. Comic Con. Comic -Con. Uh, we we forced her to buy uh, Sex Criminals yesterday. Oh, that's a big, one. big hard Sex yeah. Criminals. Which I'm, I'm very excited to. <laughs> very excited to read that one. So I, I just I appreciate this so much because um, it's just I feel like everything else I've already seen it in the movies. So this is this is more exciting to me. So. What we'd, what we'd like to do before we're out of here, we've got three shirts to give away, so I want, I want to give those away. We've got to think of a creative way to give Feats them away, but, but I, don't, I don't know, I don't know how to do that yet. Wow. Feats of strength. Yeah, feats but of strength. Before, before we feats do that. Feats of strength. That's, that was Goonies. That was, I don't like that. So before, before, we, before we do that, uh, we want to kind of talk to you guys. Before we give away some shirts, uh, I want to talk really quick about the show. Um, so I told you guys at the beginning, we do uh, a show, we do uh, what we call variant episodes, where we just bullshit about comics and we just talk about what's going on we see movies or tv shows we talk about it or we do a comic book club so every other week on the show we do a trade uh like saga uh and right now you can go to our website it's www.comicexposure.com and there are 51 episodes uh where we've read probably about 27 graphic novels maybe 30 on top of 
uh, just a bunch of BS episodes in between where we talk about comic stuff. Those are really fun. Um, so we have a handful of books. Every summer we do like our we do like a summer read, and so this every summer, last summer and this summer. Uh, so this summer our books that we're doing uh, are I Hate Fairyland, uh, which is out on Image. Fantastic book if you haven't read it yet. Uh, All My Ghosts, which is a real kind of indie story out from Alterna Comics. So we usually like to try to pick like a, a really unknown sort of book to play out during that. We're going to do Descender, which is also an image comic. Uh, Andre the Giant, Life and Legend. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a great biography. If you're like, I don't like wrestling, the Andre the Giant biography is fantastic. It's really good. Uh, we're going to do uh, Doctor Strange because the Doctor Strange movie is coming out in the fall, so we're going to do... Okay, plus Jason Aaron's writing. Yeah, Jason so, Aaron's yeah. writing it, so we're going to do the first volume that's out of that, the new run of, of Doctor Strange. And then we're going to, someplace that might be the end of our summer is Paper Girls Volume 1. Uh, we're going to bookend summer with Brian K. Vaughn. So this is our first book, and then the last book of summer will be Paper Girls, another Brian K. Vaughn book. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter, at Comic Exposure. So if you're a Twitter follower, you're a Twitter kind of person, we're on there. You can check us out. Uh, I run the Twitter for that, and we tweet a bunch of dumb stuff. Uh, and then uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure, and then the website. Or if you use uh, whatever like podcast aggregator you use, whether it's Android or iTunes, you can find us on there. Just search comic exposure, and we're there. Uh, we really appreciate you guys came in. So I have to give away three T-shirts. And so I don't know. How do you – how should we do well, this? Well, one, they're like two yeah, extra have, larger than the large. I so. have and they, uh, two extra. So I've got a large uh, – I wrapped it the wrong way. Uh, two extra larges and a large. Extra. Right? Did you bring two extra larges? No, I brought a large and extra large. So we've got two larges and an extra large. Okay. So if you know what? Are they going to doing? Are they are they doing like a a, a saga? Um, Blizzard.com with li- very limited merchandise, and like every week there's something new, maybe. So, uh, maybe casting. Maybe casting questions. Pick a, a cast. A yeah. Cast so if we're gonna make this show. Who do you think should play... Uh, any, any character. Pick a character. Yeah, pick a character and, and tell us who they should be. I'm a, each, each, we got three, so... Um, I got three shirts. So, I'll Alana... Let you pick, I'll let you guys pick the, the winners. Okay. All right, so tell us who your casting choice would be. Who's got one? You can get a t-shirt out of it. And three minutes to do it. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel for the Will. Vin Diesel for the Will. <laughs> I, that's a, I like that one. That's good, my man. Are you an extra large? Or a large? Yeah, extra. All right, you, well, I'm not going to tell you what to wear. you body positive <laughs> up here. So, <laughs> there you go, my man. All right, so, uh, yes. I, I don't have to get a t-shirt. Okay. I just have to say we're very in the audience. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. You don't have to get a t-shirt, but you get a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's my man in the back, Ace Ventura. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, I like that one. That one's good. You guys are like good. This. All right. Yes. Dude, my man. He's already got a space movie. Oh, though. yeah. You already, you already got like, no, 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 Give him a shirt. Give him a shirt. I'm Captain Kirk. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hit someone in front of you. Come on, I'm going to grab your shirt. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Thank you. This was our. This is our first live show and our first panel at Con, so we really appreciate you guys coming in and hanging yes. out with us and doing this. Uh, have a good rest of your Con. We hope you had a good one so far. It was really great having you guys here. Thank yeah. you. And uh, Thank we'll you. see you guys next trade. Yeah. <laughs>